Hey, what's up, my people? Hope you're all doing well. I'm glad to say I am back in the hot seat with the podfather Ryan Hale across from me, and we're recording from the incredible Mountain Air Studios here in Draper, Utah. Boy, am I going to miss this place when I leave, you know, amongst other things, of course. But you know how it goes. First, let me begin by giving a big thank you to all our new followers on social media and to all the new subscribers. And also, if by some miracle you're listening and you don't know how to find us on Instagram or on Twitter, just search kickback underscore Nadum and then hit follow and then all your problems are solved. And today I also need to give a big mention to all my Sunderland folk. I saw they got a kick out of the recent show too. We appreciate you. But now anyway, it's time to introduce today's guest. He's a former teammate and calisthenics partner at QPR. A huge nemesis everywhere else. Unless we forget, a wise bunch of people once used to sing, when the ball hits the goal, it's not Shearer or Cole. That's Zamora. So please enjoy my conversation with the man himself, Bobby Z. You are right, son. Yo, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Bobby Z. Are you still in the States, bro? Yeah, just for another week. Just for another week, man. Because I see you, I see you jacked it in, but it was like, oh, whoa, whoa. I didn't jack it in, Bob. I didn't jack it in. I just made. Oh, what'd you call it? I just, um, I, I, I've just got other things to do. I didn't jack it in, you know. I didn't quit. I didn't quit. I just moved on. No, listen, fucking retire. Whatever you want to call it, I didn't say. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say quit, man. Why are you taking everything so negative, bro? No, I'm joking just because I fully jacked it in. Like, people saying, oh, you could play another one, two years. I'm like, ah, nah, nah. But to be fair, some of that comes from from you as well. I won't lie. Like, you're responsible for some of that. Yeah, you're responsible for some of that. Because you set the tone when I first went to Do you know I'm actually a motivational speaker now? Impossible. (laughs) Impossible. That's You're a scammer as well, then. Nah, man, nah. You know what? Actually, I don't know. I don't know why, but that, I think it was that club, that environment, you know. Got to yeah. That made that made me speak like that. Because <laughs> I think anybody, anybody that like, you know, what I mean, any other club that I was at, I think they'd have all gone like, mm. he's a positive. He's, he's like a just a, a, a entertainment. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It was uh, it was fun. It was fun being around you. But <laughs> anyway. Shall we get to it? Yeah. You ready? Yeah, sweet, bro. All right. So what's, first, your t- what's the topics, anyhow? It's just going to talk about you, so... Who am I exposing? You can expo- oh, okay. keep exposing yeah. yourself over and over and over. How about that? Do we have a deal? Yeah, man. And I've got a few yeah, uh, I've got a few bars to hit people with about you by the end as well, but we'll get to that, yeah? So first things first. Oh, shit. So I was looking at your wiki and all that stuff, and it's crazy to think, like, you're turning 40 soon. That's nuts. <laughs> Start the interview off with that one, yeah? Yeah, that, in that, ages and like, that's listen, nuts. You know when you get sensitive, you just start getting sensitive now, you know? Listen, you just jacked it in like you just said, you know, <laughs> in depth of gaming. Uh, and, and you watch when you get to 39, you don't want people talking about your age. Uh, I've still got a mental age of about a 15, 16-year-old, like prank stuff. To be fair as well, like, you don't look like you're entering your 40s. But that's because, like, maybe because I'm not seeing you put your socks on. Because watching you at QPR put your socks on was hilarious. <laughs> I saw a magnificent device the oh. other day actually as well for putting socks on. Oh mate. Like <laughs> I for, thought of you. for people but, that people that don't know, Bobby trying to put socks on is like seeing a ninety year old person leaning over trying to do it. It was agony. I felt I felt pain, I felt your pain every morning. Every morning without without fail. What a guy mate, though. It, 
still a, still a, it's now. Anyhow, you're legend now. So we're gonna talk about your career, yeah. So first things mm. first, you're, you're from Barking. So does that mean you're a Millwall fan, or, or did I get that wrong? No, no. So I was, no, I was born in Barking Hospital. Okay. So that's where that's where I think Barking sort of thing. I grew up in like a, a place called Manor Park, which is in between Ilford and East Ham. East Ham would be like West Ham. Ah, West Ham, okay, 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 okay. You know, um, sort of area. So. Newham is the borough that he came under. Mm-hmm. Uh, halfway through senior school, I went and done from 13 to 16 in Barking. Right, okay. So, yeah. So, I was only joking anyway, because I know you can't be a Millwall fan. Like, nah. You, yeah. You, nah, you ain't got the personality for that. But you were... Uh, <laughs> so you came you came through at West Ham's Academy. But before that, you were at this place, which I saw online. Is it Senrab or something? What is that? Yeah, Sam Ramp. Just a Sunday league side, mate. But yeah, it was a, it was a good tidy team, mate. Um, to say the least. <laughs> Come on, was, tell me uh, about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, so my Sunday league side, my my team that I played with had um, uh, Paul Kincheski, J Lloyd Samuels, okay. uh, John Terry, Kemi Is It, myself, um, James Carter. Uh, Clifford Akurang. We had like I think I think nine made it pro. Okay. Five five played for England. You right. Know? Okay. Which is mad. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't all play at the you know the same time for England. That would have been real freaky, yeah, yeah, right? For so, sure. For sure. But yeah, five full England uh, internationals, which is mad from a Sunday league side from, yeah. from East London. Yeah, that's nuts. Do you know if they're still producing that type of talent, or have they moved on from you guys now? They're still, they're still, they're still going, mate. Um, Jermaine Defoe was a couple of years younger. Uh-huh. Sol Campbell was a couple of years older. Uh, Lee Bowyer was a couple of years older. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, you know, there's, there's been a sort of uh, a trend of players coming through from that club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if if there's been any recently though. Okay, and. So going from Senrab, you went to West Ham, and I was joking about you being a Millwall fan because I know you're a West Ham fan, aren't you? Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Are you, are you yeah. still a fan now, though? Like, are you a fan, or are you just pretend to be a fan, just doing it for the clicks <laughs> no, and the followers? I'm a fan now, you know what? No, because no, because you know what I was like when I played football, and I, 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 I didn't hide it. Yeah. Always said it. Yeah. Like when you're, for me, getting away from football is you know when I walked out the training ground door. That was it. I didn't watch a lot of football at home. Uh-huh. I watched your Man United's, your Barcelona's, the big games, the Champions League games, but I wouldn't watch a Burnley versus Southampton. Yeah, you know, it just just wasn't me. It's was just because because football's so intense and everybody wants to know everything. Everyone wants to talk to you all the time about footy. So, um, yeah. But now coming away from the game, I watch more football. I actually really? watch quite a few games. Really? So I'd actually, wow. I'd even, I've even sat down and done wow. one of them Super Sundays. One of them Super wow. Sundays, Ned, and done three games yeah. on the bounce. I'm not club. having this. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Based on who you were back then, I'm not having this for one second. <laughs> You're a liar, mate. You're, you don't have to lie just because people are listening now. Just be yourself. Just be yourself, know, Bobby. No, it's true. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, right? I know. Yeah, you think nice. I'm joking. Right. Well, anyway, so you moved on. You went to West Ham's academy, but then they let you go. So, considering you're a West mm. Ham fan, how did that actually feel, or were you not really too fussed? Um. Yeah, there's a little bit more behind that, but oh, go on. But, tell me, um, tell me, tell me some more about that then. 
because I just thought you weren't good enough, but please tell me more. Shut up. <laughs> um, so, like, okay, okay. So that 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 group of players there included John Terry, um, included Paul Konchesky, mm-hmm. um, included J. Lloyd Samuels. Um, I think Ledley might have been... Actually, Ledley came and paid for the Sunday side as well, sorry. Um, forgot about him. He done, he done a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. Yeah. And I think and I think Ledder's come to, to West Ham as well. But listen, as a, as a, when you're in the academy, you get a couple of tickets to go to the games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So anyway, West Ham got promoted into the top division at the time. And the tickets didn't come for the big games for you, Manchester United, Liverpool, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, somebody somebody asked the question of why 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 they don't get them and asked the question to a, a different person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was answered with, no, you are getting them. So there was a little bit of a scandal of, whoa, what? Someone's taking all the tickets. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and a lot of people left. And... Uh, it wasn't. It, there was a, there was a little bit of a bit of taste around the training ground at the time. So, um, yeah. But uh, it was a strange. It was a strange old time at the club. Let's just say that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. But, but why does that? Why does that mean that you left? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, so you you left West Ham on your own terms because that's what you wanted to do, obviously, because you wanted to go and try and spread your wings. Let's say that, eh? You so say you want to try and go and yeah. spread your wings. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. then why did you spread your wings so far as to drop to the second division? No, because I went to, I, I actually had uh, Osgood Slatters. Uh, you, know, you know what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, couldn't, I couldn't play. I stopped playing basically for six months. Okay. Six months solid. I couldn't do PE in school right. or anything like that. So like really, really uh, had to, had to um, stop the activities. And I had a lot of clubs around London phoning me, um, you know, and then and interested. And I had Norwich City that every single week they would phone uh, and just see, am I fit yet? Am I fit yet? Am I fit yet? To come and to come and play. And they were so keen. They like sort of blew everybody else. Like, yeah. you know, actually, they're, 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 they really, really want me. So I ended up going there from age... 15 it's the last year before um apprenticeships so i thought like obviously these these guys they're really keen i've got half a good chance of going uh-huh. so i ended up going to norwich uh i think i don't i missed the start of the season but when i got to norwich and they i promised you mate i was i was tiny mm-hmm. i was i was known as little little bobby z yeah <laughs> so i was always little little fast sharp mm-hmm. i got there that team were all players like you, bro. Like when I say <laughs> no, like absolute. Do you know? Do you remember Darryl Russell? Yeah, all like him, yeah. Mate, at age fifteen, all right. uh, Barrington Bell, Barrington Belgrave. Do you remember that? Yeah, name? yeah. Mate, they were Sean Carr. Yeah, they were all just absolutely massive. Like, one of the guys could run a hundred meters in like. 12, 12 seconds or 11 seconds at like age 15 or yeah. something stupid. Yeah. So anyway, I was completely not there sort of thing. Anyhow, I didn't get an apprenticeship there, which killed me. I was like so gutted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the the head of um youth development at the time um is from bristol and he went back to bristol rovers uh-huh. and he phoned me and said literally the day i didn't get i got released straight you know he picked up the phone and said listen come come and have a trial with actually one of my best pals mm-hmm. uh, luke williams um we both got released at norwich um we both played for essex together and um we you know we, we both went up there for a trial at half time they pulled us both off and said listen we want to offer you apprenticeship okay decent we were like we started okay decent. Um, that's how i ended up there mate okay but then how did you end up at uh, brighton and let it be clear as well for people who are uneducated in terms of the history of football or whatever brighton haven't always been this premier league team if you know what i mean there were a few years when uh, they were they were a little bit different, let's say. So how did you end up going to that old school Brighton instead of this new one? So at the time, uh, Bristol Rovers were a division above Brighton. Correct, yeah. Um, at, at, at Bristol Rovers, we had Barry Hells, Jason Roberts, Nathan Nellington and, and Jamie Curran. So four very good strikers. Mm-hmm. All a lot lot older than me. I ended up going on loan to a non-league club, which was just down the road. So I trained at Bristol Rovers. And he played for Bath City for a month on loan. Bath, Bath City. Yeah. yeah. You know your stuff. Oh, yeah. So I was on loan there. I think I scored like six and six or eight and six there. Like men's football, this was for me for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I saw a thrive that just went out, played, scored. So I was like, okay, super. Uh, January came around and Brighton, uh, said, yeah, can we have him on loan? So I went down there, scored six goals in six games mm-hmm. on loan, mm-hmm. and um, and went back to to Bristol Rovers. Played a couple of sub appearances, I think two sub appearances in cup games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the season, um, Brighton bid a hundred thousand pounds for for me, which was a lot of money, really, for Brighton. Yeah, for sure, it was a lot of a lot of money. And um, and uh, yeah, I ended up. Ended up going there. I really wanted to go there. I had to go in to see the manager at the time. Um, you know, as a 19-year-old kid sort of saying, look, I want to leave. And him not really being too happy. Oh, 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 oh yeah. That was Ian Holloway. Ian, Ian oh, Holloway was as it? well, you know. So, right, okay. So a, char- a character. I actually had the youth team manager. Yeah. Youth team manager coming come with, with me, actually. Yeah, it's probably for your um, good, yeah. And yeah, yeah. No, he was like, no, he was like a, he was a, Phil Bater, his name was a, back from Cardiff, yeah. flat nose, like <laughs> would take no shit. So basically, basically, he had my he had my back. If if Ollie chirped up, he would have, he would have said something. But uh, yeah, ended up going there, mate, and and uh, absolutely loved it. So it's fair to say then. I think your stats are seventy seven in one hundred and thirty games, two promotions. You know, that's that's, that's not too bad, Bobby Z. That's no, wrong. Too... That's wrong. What is it? It's more. It's more. It's more. How, how many more yeah. is it? One more. Two more. No, I don't know if them stats are. Pre, pre round two of the demo there. Oh right, okay. I got ten. I got ten. I think I think I'm on eighty something. So you okay? So you want eighty seven in one forty then, or what do you want? Or do you want eighty seven in one thirty still? What do you want? Let's make up your stats now. I'll go I on Wikipedia know. right now, right right for you. What were you one fifty in one thirty or what yeah, was it? You need to update that. Right. Okay. If I'd have known you'd been looking on Wicca, Wicca, I would have, I'd have gone on there. I was, I was, <laughs> I was on Wikipedia because I, I think I'm still, I think I'm still like, I feel still think I'm like. 75 kilos oh mate like i know <laughs> i remember before you came to qpr i saw you said 75 kilos and i was like hmm a little bit suspect hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't believe everything on wicker but yeah for real but anyway so you, you obviously do yeah. very very well there so then 
Mm. Why did you ultimately leave? Because it seems like Brighton are on an upward path at this point. Why did you leave? Did you feel you had to leave to go to that top level or, or what was the reason? We got automatic promotion the first season champions, the second season champions again, you know. So mm-hmm. we went up to the championship mm-hmm. um, and we got relegated last ah. game of the season. Right, okay. So we went down. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, yes, I was on the gradual path and uh, to go back down isn't really, really where I wanted to be. So uh, um, listen, it was a lot of money for the club. I think it was like 1.2 million quid at the time, which is a lot of money for yeah, for sure. For uh, for a young English uh, player, you know, and so and you, um, and, you went to, kind of and you went to Spurs. Who was the coach at Spurs at the time? Glenn Hoddle. Okay, so let me be very, very clear and honest with you. I've never spoken to you about this before, even though we spent a lot of time next to each other in the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> with all due respect, Bobby Zamora, you oh, like I used to watch you play for Brighton and score goals for Brighton and so on, but you obviously went to Spurs, and the time that you fully came on my radar was when there was talk that you were leaving and you were being thrown in as part of a deal for somebody else. <laughs> so you, so I thought, oh my God, like I didn't think that actually happened. So it's like someone's offering a pack of Harry Bowles and Bobby Zamora to get Jermaine Defoe to go over to Spurs. <laughs> I'll be very, I'm being honest with you. I thought, no, I was like, no way would I be having that if I was a player. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Listen, it was, it was a, um, Glenn Hoddle signed me. Glenn Hoddle got, Sack. Um, David Pleat took over. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who I, I knew straight away didn't not yeah didn't fancy me. You know he wasn't yeah. he wasn't you know he wasn't my biggest my biggest fan. So you know in terms of him being in charge, he wasn't going to be a permanently in charge, but he was in charge at the time. I don't yeah. think you know I wasn't. It wasn't the, I suppose the greatest time when he was there for me. But um, the opportunity came to to go to West Ham, which was my club. Uh, at Leeds uh, actually wanted me as well at the time, and Leeds were in the Premier League. Yeah, but you're scared to move up um, north, though, aren't you? That's the thing. You're scared of the yeah, north. Yeah, I don't. I don't go past Watford. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I do. And um, <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, the opportunity came to go to West Ham, and I was like, they were in the Championship, um, uh, a good side, and I thought, look, for me, not having to really move, but going to a club that you know wanted me mm-hmm. um the manager i've spoken to it was a case of yeah absolute no-brainer and to be fair the deal you know if i hadn't gone there jermaine wouldn't have gone to to west ham yeah i actually held the cards all the cards at, at one yeah point. yeah of course you did yeah january transfer window last, yeah, last, yeah yeah last of course yeah season. yeah 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 i'll write that down in wikipedia yeah bobby zamora yeah, yeah. made uh jermaine defoe's career yeah yeah all, cool all the cards yeah, they're still <laughs> running at the <laughs> <laughs> you know so th- that season at Spurs just quickly then that mm. was your first time then being in the Premier League as you were going yeah. in there did you doubt yourself considering that for Spurs you know you had played non-league football and been lower down or were you just confident believe that this was going to be yeah. just your normal passage, passage for you no I was confident because I'd already played for the 21s right, right? so I'd, I'd already um, Peter Taylor was was the manager yes at Brighton, Brighton one season. So Peter obviously had managed England. He'd managed it down to 21s. Mm-hmm. Um, he said to David Platt, listen, you actually really genuinely need to consider this lad, although he's playing in, he was in League 2 or Division 2. Mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, like, sorry, it would be like League, League one, 1 now. Yeah. So I ended up playing for the under-21s um, when I was in League 1, okay. Championship. So um, I played with the likes of... Uh, 
Gareth Barry and Crouchy and everyone. You know what I mean? So I'd already, I'd already played a, a good le- a good level with good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to Spurs, yeah, of course it was a step up. But for me, it was incredible going and playing with Jamie Redknapp, yeah. Robbie Keane, Stephen yeah. Carr, Gus Poyet. You know what I mean? For me, I was like, wow. And and I, I went in there, you know, you know, like where you have your first keep ball session. Yeah. And you gauge, you gauge Straight, everything what from is, that, yeah. right? Like you're, you, you, you as a new player, mm-hmm. or sorry, you as a, as a, as a player there and seeing a new player come and you can gauge so much from that first session, right? Yeah. And I was all right. I was good. I was okay. Good okay. So, okay. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sweet. Yeah. That's, that's funny but, you say that because that is something about our game that never really gets mentioned. Like that day one training session. You know what I mean? Like, as a new player, you step in there. You, you don't really know many people, but you know people are going to be judging you. They might not speak to you on that day, but they'd be like, mm, yeah. nah. Yeah. Like day one, nah. These, you're going to have to, yeah. yeah, he's not the one. He's not the one or he's like, Whoa. exactly, or he's the one, yeah. So you, mm. went, you went back to West Ham anyway. You, you're not too fussed about them being in the championship because it's still West Ham and they've got the ambition to get mm. to somewhere higher and so on. And, it's fair to say then, in the five years you were there, you did well, you had some big moments. And I want to ask you about that. Is Did it feel as good playing for them when you came back as opposed to... Did it, sorry, did it feel as good as you thought it would do, basically? Given when you came through the academy, you didn't quite make it, or was it just part of the business? Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm, I used to go there as a kid, as a schoolboy, you know, and, and seeing I'm forever blowing bubbles, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And running out, I remember Upton Park, Cardiff at home, um, running out, it was cold as well. Mm. And 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 singing I'm forever blowing bubbles, do you know what I mean? The hairs, literally hairs on the back of my neck stood up, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the whole state, when they sing that, sing that line. So that was special. One one, one nil Bobby's more, by the way, that was <laughs> final score. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be a fantastic debut, home debut. because my first game was uh, away from home, Bradford. Yeah, we won that and I scored in that one as well. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. It's just yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's context, yeah. Yeah, yeah. context. I wanna know about that actually. So you talk about the forever blowing bubbles, yeah. And I'll be honest. As a northerner who sees West Ham as being like a team that's like a tough team, tough fans, East London, when I'm watching games on TV or when I walk out there and I'm seeing bubbles blowing over my head as I'm walking onto the field, I'm like, what's going on here? Can you can you please explain it to me? Because it seems like you're giving off mixed messages there. Yeah, we didn't have the bubble machine. The bubble machine wasn't there back when I played there, really. Okay. Oh, I don't, certainly don't. No, I don't, it wasn't. But now, yeah, I mean, I, I watched the game yesterday. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. seeing Jack Grealish at half-time punching bubbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> On the TV. He's like doing his little sparring session with the bubbles. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's, it's, a, it's a bit... Because, like I say, it's a tough... It's a tough... Especially Upton Park, it's a tough ground to go to. Like, Upton real Park. tough. Yeah. And then when you're mm. seeing like real tough fellas in a crowd singing about blowing bubbles and seeing bubbles flying overhead and stuff like this, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So yeah, this is... sort of, yeah, it's not really, yeah. But yeah. maybe it just died from a distance, eh? But anyway, what mm. was what would you say some of your uh, favorite moments were there? Um, for me, obviously playoff final, scoring that goal, um, the winning goal to get get the, my team back up into the Premier League. That was special. Yeah, that was nice. Is, yeah. And um, I, I, I loved, uh, obviously, we beat Arsenal 
at Highbury. You know, the last team to beat Arsenal at Highbury. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember that. And the fir- and the first team to beat them at the Emirates. You uh, was that the Sol Campbell play at Highbury that game? Was it yeah. you that ended it yeah. that day? That was his last game. Yeah, <laughs> you did that, that was to his him. Last game. You are a terrible guy. You did that to him. Oh, I've, I've, I've been scared ever since. I was going to bump into him. He's going to be an angry, angry man. He's about another, another, another foot taller and about twenty stone. Oh heavier. mate, it's funny. I remember yeah. games like that because that is as clear as day. I remember thinking, oh my god, like Souls getting put on the skates. He's getting pushed around and all sorts. Like by Bobby Zamora. I thought, oh my god, who needs that? Yeah. It's not ideal, though. I know, I know. It's it's not, it's not. But um, yeah, I don't know. We, obviously, you know, he was he was uh, going through sink at the time, and, and ended up having a bust up with a manager at half time and going and going home. And that was the, the, the last he played. Yeah, and that was your fault. Um, so with everything going on, then how that was your club? You were obviously successful for them. You scored a big goal in big moment. You scored many goals in many big moments, and so on. Why did you end up leaving? Do you know, it was the maddest, maddest thing, mate. I, I'm actually really gutted, actually, because really, we, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we were doing quite well. We, you know, obviously, we signed like Tevez and Mascherano, and you know, we had like a couple of mad seasons. Um, we signed Scott Parker, Matty Upson, Kieran Dyer, Craig Bellamy, mm-hmm. but and they, they all, you know, like the club. The club were on a the, the wage structure was just, you know everybody on sort of a yeah that's a reason, reasonable number and then it jumped up to madness yeah. like you know mm-hmm. for back then for back then some big big numbers we had the Icelandic um, yeah guys take over the numbers just got mad <clears throat> so that's that season um, we I, I the, the team struggled for some reason I don't know why I don't know why but we. I ended up having a little bit of a knee issue and not not training in the week. Okay. And um I remember the owners coming down and, and saying, like, we need you, you know, I'm I'm on the side of the pitch, you know, doing my exercises and bits and pieces. The last ten games. We really need you. I was like, Yeah, of course, no problem. I play on a Saturday, I played really well to that. I, I think I was like top goal scorer that season. Mm-hmm. Um and, and just yeah, putting some great performances and we ended up beating Man United last game of the season yeah. at, at Old Trafford to stay up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the summer, it was like, okay, you know, I, I knocked on the door and said, can I have a new contract? And they was like, yeah, of course you can, no problem. So I went away in the summer thinking, okay, over the, it's going to get it's gonna get sorted. I'll get a new deal. You know, I, I worked hard last season, put in some good performances. Um, you know, it's a good reward. I come back, the first week of training, still not sorted. I'm thinking, gosh, dragging on a little bit. I, I go in one, like say Monday morning. You know, Gaffer wants to see. You. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Roll into, roll into Alan Kerbishley's office, and he's like, uh, yeah, we've accepted an offer from Fulham for you. Um, uh, Roy, Roy Hodgson's expecting you at the training ground. <laughs> I was like, you know, like absolutely, yeah, yeah. Sure. man. I could not believe it. Mm. Could not believe it. And I thought to myself, like. Yeah, look, if, they, if they're accepting offers and, you know, all summer they've been saying something, yeah, we're going to give you a new deal, then, you know, they obviously genuinely really don't fancy me. So I went I went to, to Fulham, met with them, met with Roy, and uh, um, it wasn't past not Watford, so I thought, yeah, sweet. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, how, do you know to this day why they accepted that bid or what? No idea. 
Does that no, bother you? Does that bother you? Yeah, it does because I, I I played well that season. Like I say, I was top goal scorer. I wasn't I wasn't any trouble. I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it a complete curveball, mate. Like really, still don't know what you know. It's, that's a big what, thing, you what? know. That's a big thing. As in terms of what we do as a well, what we did, sorry, as a sport, like it's fun and all that stuff. But moments where there's like a life changing thing that doesn't come with closure, like. I don't, it's horrible because I, I had I had something similar when I was at City and ended up leaving to go on QPR and whatever because Mancini just wasn't having me for some reason. And to mm. this day, I still don't know exactly what was going on. But if someone's just yeah. honest, you could say like, he doesn't like the way I pass the ball down the line or something or doesn't like the way I pass the ball inside. Like you can disagree with it, but accept it and move on. But when you don't know yeah. what the thing is that's causing something to happen, like what, what, do, you, mm. what do you do? Where do you turn? Where, where do you go? Like what do you do next? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's uh, like I say. That's, I mean, I'm I'm gutted about that because West Ham was my team. Yeah, we were on a good thing, you know. We were playing. We had some good players, and I actually thought we were really going to kick on. We we're really going to kick on here, and and that sort of come out of the blue. And um, Listen, yeah, hit me for can't, can't kick on without Bobby Z. But anyway, so you moved to Fulham. Exactly, you moved to Fulham. Played nearly every game that mm. first season, but there was a bit of a change that was going on at this point with you now because. You, I think that first season you scored maybe three or four goals or something, even though you played most yeah. of the games. Did you feel the yeah. pressure then of being a striker who was doing a great job for the team but was was no longer being looked at as being prolific? Because I think it, between West Ham and Fulham, you were averaging like one in four. Like, Did you feel any pressure mm. of that or was it just a natural thing for your game to evolve? <clears throat> no, do you, know, do you know what it was? I, I, actually, at West Ham, my game had just sort of changed. My, I, I turned sort of more into a hold, you know, holding yeah. the ball up. That sort of come into my game. By the time I got to Fulham, um, that that was probably yeah uh, a sort of large part of my game. But when I played under Roy, um, Roy, I played up front with Andrew Johnson, who was obviously rapid, little and rapid, right? Mm-hmm. And Roy always wanted one of the strikers to be in and around the centre midfield players. So you pull Scholes or whatever. Yeah. So for, for 90 minutes, I used to call myself a defensive forward. Right. Okay. So, so me and the team and the squad and the management knew exactly what my role was. You know, I was to be that pest, break the ball up away from, you know, Paul Scholes. Scholes, he got sent off one game, you know, he was frustrated in, in, <laughs> okay. in there. Not, not purely because of me, but yeah. I just mean, you know, yeah. it's just one of those days. And and I've done that job very, very well. You know, I've done it very, very well. And subsequently, it affected your goal tally because I'm not up there. I'm not up there. I'm literally, at times, I was probably just outside my 18-yard box, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I know what I've done, my job, um, and, and I've done it very, very well. And, you know, all the players appreciate what I've done. So that was all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Fans, no, didn't have a clue. They look at your 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 stats and your goals. No, not good enough. The owner, actually, Alpha Ed, I know he looked at, oh, he hasn't scored enough goals, you know. We have to get rid of him. Um, but, you know, as I say, I was happy with what I what I did, mm-hmm. uh, the job I'd done. And, um, and, and, and that was that, really. The second season, which was... Which was which was pretty mad. I mean, actually, after the first season, um, Hull came in for a bid, a, a bid for me, mm-hmm. and Fulham accepted it. Really? And, and um, uh, Roy Hodgson said to me, "Look, they've accepted this bid. I don't really want you to go, mm-hmm. but go and speak to him if you want." So I went up, 
and I saw Phil Brown didn't want to go, didn't want to go there. I came back down. I said to Roy, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here, mate. And he said, that's fantastic news. That's great news. Yeah. So I was like, you know what I mean? That's a manager that wants yeah. you. And yeah. automatically I was like, bam, straight into that second season. Yeah. Manager wants me. You know what I mean? I was, I was just in a, in a better place. Andrew Johnson got injured and I ended up being the one at the top. Okay. And, and Zoltan Gira, who was, who was a little magician, mm-hmm. but I would probably, probably call him a centre midfielder anyway. So he loved that part. He yeah. loved that role of chasing and, and getting the ball and trying to slip me in and stuff like that. And me being a top striker at, at the top, ended up having a mad season and scoring, I don't know how many goals, good, good number of goals, you know? So, yeah. Happy days. Just, uh, Happy days. Yeah, silenced a lot of critics. Silenced a lot of critics that second season. Is that the season when you got to the, was it UEFA Cup final or was it semis? No, we, in the final, we lost in the final. Who was it to? Atletico Madrid. Oh, wow. Atletico Madrid. Okay. Uh, for, for Diego Forlan and uh, Aguero. Yeah. Who? who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one in particular then. But yeah. It's... Yeah. yeah. Who Those of the two? two of... Yeah, of the two clubs then, say if you look at West Ham, you look at Fulham, they seem like they're very different clubs. Like West Ham's, you know, in the East End of London, feels like it's a proper, like, mm. hard team. But then I get to Fulham and it feels like more... Uh, it's not soft, but it, it appears softer. You know what I mean? Like they want to see yeah. their nice football and, you know, clap their hands and all that yeah. stuff. Which which club do you think right. suited you better? Um... Hmm. Got him thinking. I don't know because I could do a little. I could do a little bit of both. You know. You know what I mean. Like from time to time, I could get in with a scrap. I've had a good few wrestles with you, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, that's you a fact. Good wrestles, that's man. a fact. I remember yeah. one time up in Sunderland. Yeah, mate. Up in Sunderland, kept running, running down the side, and you banging into him, thinking, right, that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that were good times, mate. Some yeah, good for times. sure. But, for sure. But you know, a funny, a funny story, mate. I went from obviously from West Ham to Fulham, right? Mm-hmm. And like you say, West Ham, East London, rough. At Fulham, we had, right at the start of the season, we had like a, the kit launch or something like that. And, and and you had to go to the club shop at the ground. Listen to this, mate. So I'm in the club shop and it's obviously owned by Al who owned Harrods. Mm-hmm. Every person that came in, there was two girls holding trays of champagne. I was thinking to myself, if this was East London, <laughs> they would have been on the phone going, get down here now. There is free champagne all over the shop. Honestly, mate, I remember standing there thinking, what is this club? Yeah, Man. for sure. It's, it's different. It's different. Like, Yeah, it, yeah, it's a lovely club, mate. Yeah, Very for nice. sure. That's probably the best way that you, someone that played there mm. could describe it. It's lovely. I wouldn't necessarily say that about yeah. West Ham. I, I don't have, I don't remember mm. lovely experiences over there, but... You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. part and parcel. But um, yeah. so you, sp- you spent a good few years at Fulham. You obviously had the UEFA Cup run. You were playing well, all this stuff. So then why is it, please explain to me, that you can go from playing for Fulham to moving to QPR, the rivals? How does that happen? Uh, obviously, Mark Hughes, who you know very well. Yes. Um, Hughes, he was, was, the, was the manager at, at Fulham. Mark, uh, Roy Hodgson went to Liverpool. Okay. And Mark Hughes came in and, and Mark Hughes was 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 different, very different to, to Roy. But, you know, a, a breath of fresh air as well and, you know, dynamic playing uh, style. And um, w- he took a little bit of time to settle, you know, his, his methodology and 
the way he wanted to play. Uh, to play. I actually broke my leg that season, the start of the season. Okay. And um, and uh, missed probably half of it. Came the back end of the season and and carried on where I sort of left off and and was and was doing well. Scored some goals. Um. At the end of the season, I don't know exactly what happened with with Mark. Um, I don't know if he said to you actually on your on your podcast, but you know, uh, my understanding was he was promised X from the owners to mm-hmm. spend and didn't get it and didn't get it. You know, it wasn't going to be there right. when he when he asked for it. So he said, "I'm off." Mm. Basically, he left. He left, and Martin Yole took over, and we we just didn't see eye to eye. Um, right. To, to, to put it uh, politely, I suppose, and um, and Mark obviously went to went to Fulham, uh, went to QPR, and I got on with Mark, and like I say, he liked the way that I played, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they came in and bid for me in Jan. Did you? Uh, we we came within a week of each other, but did you get sucked into the stadium scam as well, or did you see the training ground before you saw the stadium? <laughs> Oh mate, yeah, I didn't see the training ground before. I didn't go to the cat. I didn't go to the canteen before. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they um they got you another yeah, one. They, du- they duped me. Yeah, oh, they duped gosh. me. It was a special period fair, in fair, that time. Fair play. They were yeah, they, they were good at that. Oh, I come up to this uh, box up here in the stadium. Oh, everything's great. Yeah. Great views. Great atmosphere. Yeah. Santa line. Turn up. You're like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What is this? Oh mate. But lunch. to be <laughs> to be fair, like Mark Hughes did make that space better. You know what I mean? And at least that's yeah, he did. That that's a big thing. But um, one thing about your time at QPR, yeah. So most people that are semi-associated <laughs> with the club, <laughs> stop laughing. They uh they remember you for the goal in the uh, playoff final, and whatever. But a lot of people forget that for a, a good spell there, you were probably one of the most hated players by the fans in that in that stadium. Yeah, like, yeah. And I wasn't a million yeah. miles behind you, but you were you were one of them. You were one of them. And I want to know, like, how did you get through that considering earlier on in your career, you know, you'd had success and you were favoured by the fans? How did you cope with that situation now? Um, I don't know. I'll just come in, isn't it? You know I mean? Come into training. Listen, you're getting paid for doing a, a job that you want to do, really. And, yeah, everyone's got their opinions and it's nice when you score a goal. Violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always it's always nice, you know. And you know, I know I know the areas to go to, and I know the people to pick out, and I know the ones to abuse when I score. You know. So yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I've done that a couple of times. I've done that a couple of times, and uh, I actually got in trouble a few times about it. You know, picking people out and calling them words while I score. Yeah, strange celebration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was um, it was a tough time. I think there was one particular game where the two of us might have been on the bench or something, and you said something at the time, which I thought was hilarious, and I thought, this guy's been drinking, or he's high, or whatever. Because you said, I think you said to me, you said, I'm not leaving this club until I, until they all love me. I was like, all right, mate. <laughs> I was like, all right, pal. You, you're going to be here for a long time. But I, was like, I did say anything. I said, yeah, yeah. Because you said you did it at another club. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah, as, as like course, fans are running down the running down the stands to come and try and find you. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, that's definitely gonna happen. That's definitely gonna happen. But one thing I think yeah. that wasn't said in that time, especially in the first season, and to be fair, a little bit in the second, was that you were never really fully one hundred percent fit, but you were going out there showing heart to try and do your job and help the team. Yeah, that's 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 one thing a lot of people don't understand, and you know what that 
that team was like and you know some of the characters that are in yeah. that team and yeah there were t- there were times where yeah i mean you know you know mm-hmm. uh better than most you know what what i was going through day to day and the mm-hmm. injections that i'd have before games and yeah i probably i probably shouldn't have played but you know there's a there's a i felt like there was a duty and i, I, I felt like i could give give something to try and get out of the hole that we're in mm-hmm. um and yes it's, it's disheartening at times you know what it was like in that place and in, in the training ground that that people were fine yeah. and was was yeah basically well, saying saying that they weren't you know and, and that was that was hard that yeah. was hard to, to to be a part of that's so that interesting because i think as far as fans go they don't necessarily know the what happens on a day-to-day basis for the club but because a football mm. club is there everything if they had the chance to play they would be like saying well i'd play through pain and i'd play through this and i'd do that and do whatever but they don't appreciate it when somebody actually does it who's not them you, you know what yeah, I mean? but they don't know they don't know the, the, the ins and outs really listen um, was it was it i don't know was it naive of me to go and put myself out there when you're not 100 percent and get criticized for it i don't know maybe maybe it was but you you know what i mean it's you tough. were like how oh, we, we, tough, we yeah. we'd still rather do that than than yeah than isn't if i for me if i can walk if i can jog if i can get to maybe yeah. 70 75 percent of a sprint then i'm going out there that's it you know that's, yeah. that's as simple yeah. as it is because exactly. i have as as you said it feels like we have a duty to do it you know that's yeah. why we're there so we're going to do whatever we yeah. can to try and help our help our team out but exactly. anyway you so you scored on the playoffs and, that's why, and that's, 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 that's why i can't put my socks on anymore you know what i mean yeah no you couldn't put them on back then you literally couldn't put them on back then <laughs> listen you ain't I, seen me now bro forever forever listening i walk around barefoot of course now. of course for everybody listening back then i used to say he's usually one injury away from being put down that's that's how close he was <laughs> the guy yeah. was not moving well oh mate seriously it'd been over from you for many many years ago but to be yeah. fair to you though yeah. Like after you got through that spell where you were in significant pain, there were certain moments, like in that playoff run, I'll never forget the semi-final against Wigan uh, at at Loftus Road. That's one of my favorite games of my career. I remember arriving at the mm. stadium, the fans were outside early and all that stuff. We arrived on the bus, got in the game. James Perch scored early, clown move from him because from that point there, they were getting killed. And I remember you were playing against this Tierney kid. Honestly, I felt like I was watching Assault. I don't know how long it lasted for, but you were, <laughs> like, he's obviously a good player, but you destroyed him. And that yeah, was probably... I didn't start. I didn't start. I know, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But you came on, yeah. and I'll never forget. Yeah. That's probably one of the only times I've been on a field and been 100% sure that we were going to win, my team was going to win a game. And when they didn't have a mm. lead at that point, because our yeah. fans were on it, all the players were on it. You were killing this guy. Like, it was... As I say, it was just one of those moments. It was absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? Like everything felt last night. Oh, it was, it was perfect. And obviously, the the playoff final was a great win in that. But the game before was the game I preferred more. You know, because that was that was the one which really like put a mark down. What are you gonna say? You mean the band of brothers? <laughs> I, that, I don't I don't comment game. about stuff like that, that, that Bobby. I don't comment about stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but anyway, so we went. You ended up going to Brighton. And when you did yeah. that, did you know that was going to be your last season, or were you looking to maybe play some more? <clears throat> nah, I, I pretty much thought, yeah, that's, you know, I was, I was struggling, mate. I, you know me, I was struggling, <laughs> and, and they, uh, I had a, I had a fitness test, and I knew I had a fitness test, mate. I, I was probably rattling 
with the amount of pills that I took to get through that thing. <laughs> they, they, honestly, brother, I took some. I took some anti-inflammatory painkillers. Oh, Mate, gosh. I was high as a kite. I probably shouldn't have driven home, man. <laughs> but, uh, but I got, I got, I got through it, mate. And um, do you know what? Again, for me, that was fantastic going back there because I've been promoted. I want that the aim was to be promoted every division yeah. with that club, you know. And um, and uh, yeah, do you know what? I scored on my scored on my debut. Scored the winning goal on my debut. I ended up. I think I scored like five winners. Right. You know. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I actually stopped in February, but I think, I, yeah, I scored 10 goals that season, which was mad. Yeah. You know, I just seen, everything seemed just, yeah, I, just you know, you just hit and you just go in and yeah. That's, um, that's tough. Yeah. I love that. So I've got, I had loads of other questions to ask, but that's a nice segue to this point where I can say to you, so you score, you've played in over 500 games. You scored just under 200 goals. You've represented your country. Mm. You've played in all the divisions, mm. firstly, do you think you've overachieved or do you think that's right for what you could have been from what you were back then? Uh, no, I think I probably had a bit more. <clears throat> I think I probably had a bit more, to be honest. I'm, I'm probably a little bit disappointed in terms of... Uh, I had a bit of bad luck with injuries, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I broke my leg when I was just on, the, on a real good run at Fulham. I broke mm-hmm. my leg, you know, um, Missed out going on to the World Cup with injury with my Achilles. Mm-hmm. Euro- European Cup final. I come off just after half time. My Achilles, like my hips, been bad. You know, I think if I was fully fit, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, uh, yeah, it would have gone a different route. I, again, I mean, uh, Liverpool came in for me and Spurs came in for me when I was at Fulham. You right. know, okay. So those were. Those were just that, that. That's probably one regret I had. I didn't go to Liverpool. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't actually have many regrets in my career. Mm-hmm. Probably that, you know, that I didn't go to Liverpool when they when they uh, put a bid for me, which was Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. You know, so yeah, um, yeah, I get that. It's it's interesting though because the perception you've used one thing, but the reality is another. So across your career, although it changed towards the end, you know, you've actually ended up at exactly one goal in three games. Did you know that? I knew what exactly what one in three as a striker. You're exactly one oh, in three, it? which is oh, wow. which is the same as a lot of truly beloved strikers, English, foreign, mm. and whatever. You probably didn't know that, did you? No. So no. when people want to say, "Oh, he's only holding the ball up," and this, that, and the other, obviously your pace at the start mm. helped, but you did just manage to cling on at the end. And as I say, you finished yeah, it exactly yeah, yeah. one in three. And like, oh, credit, that's nice. Yeah, credit to you for that because. That's mm. not that's not across a hundred games or two hundred. That's over five hundred games, and you've done that. Yeah, that's yeah. It's nice, mate. That's nice. Thanks for that. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah it's good. Worries, mate. It's good. Well, but... Just just one down for you. No worries. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think? Um, as I say now, I've said that you're one in three, and when you started your career, you reckon that was going to be the sort of figure you'd be looking for, or were you more concerned about other things? No, mate. Like I say, I'd come from. I'd come from the bottom so I was like you know what I mean I, I had that dabble with non-league football like mm. Bath City then you know what I took a gradual step up and, and I'm grateful for that that I experienced everything do you know what I mean mm-hmm. having your pre-match a pre-match was like jacket potato yeah 
and beans from a flask. You know what I mean? Like, that's like amazing. Wicked. You know? Yeah. No, like these, these young kids at like Chelsea and all that, that haven't played a Premier League game yet. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? That Their world's just so, so different. I think, I think a lot of those players, they need to go on loan. They need to go and experience the real life. Men's football. And the real, real, yeah, the real, yeah, the but, real game, you know, and, yeah, I but, think that's that was that was massive for me. Banning experience every division, you know, yeah, fantastic. That that's that's a great accolade. You know, you, the stuff you say about younger players going on loan and stuff like that. I bet that's tricky for them though as well, because for the money that's involved in youth football now, there's certain clubs who will pay players more <laughs> than say if they go out on loan to a team in the Championship or a team in League One or so on. That player going in there with no game yeah. experience could be the highest paid player within that setup. Like, how do you adapt to? be that when you've already got a target on your back by the people who've played hundreds of games and aren't making what you're making you know that yeah. that's that must be tough but they've made a rod you know they've made a rod for their back haven't they do you know what I mean the clubs yeah by doing that by, by, by you know paying a lot of money for these kids that haven't proven themselves yet mm-hmm. just to stop just to stop the rivals getting them yeah and I don't know yeah I don't I don't know listen we, I, I don't think the way I think about it is, is, is ever going to change the game or I'm gonna you know but I think something needs to change off just just for the kids you know just for those young players that haven't that haven't experienced for you you know it's it's fantastic to be able to play yeah. in front of a stadium mate a proper game yeah not the not the the yeah, reserve the, leagues yeah, or the yeah. under 23 leagues you know it's different it's just so much better you know and it's, it's, they've got to go and play it's it's I, I agree with what you're saying but then also I'm always wary that in terms of generational stuff as we get older we drift further away from what the norms are today. And if we were in today, we'd probably be thinking what the youngsters are thinking, if you know what I mean. And then in 20 years' time, they'll yeah. be in a similar situation to us because when it comes down to it, for some of these kids now, say, it's the concept of being a professional footballer. Is it When you were coming through, when I was coming through, it's about playing games. But for the amount of money involved in the game now, it's about being able to move your family or to, like, you know, to that this is life-changing. A kid might never make it a team but take the family out of a tough situation that they're in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm always wary of like being too critical of that system because it's still allowed somebody to do that. But the other side is some people, they've never made it and never will, but they're buying all the watches, the cars, the this, the that, and the other. You mm. know, they're the ones who are yeah. like, nah, this this isn't right. This isn't right at all. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, for, so you, <laughs> when you were QPR, at times you could say you were quite a dour person, but... um you'd be honest about certain things, which I always found quite funny, but across your career then, which teams or players did you dislike playing against the most? It's like playing against. Um, Chelsea was always horrible, mate. Why? So I don't, because I, I never bloody won, really. <laughs> I think I won one crappy cup game, I think. Like when, when I was actually involved, I think we, we won at Fulham once, but I was like, I think I was injured at the time or something like that. But yeah, never, never really good. They had Carvalho and Terry and Carvalho always wound me up. You know, he was, he was the best defender I played against just because he was very, very clever Yeah, with the way that he, the way that he um, would, would, yeah, pull your shirt, trip you up when the ref's not looking, you know, just constantly constantly so probably Chelsea and and uh, that back four that was it was very very good yeah do you know what I hated I hated going to the Britannia to play against Tony Pulis's Stoke I hated mm. I hated that 
There was never a day when the weather was good. There was never a day when it wasn't windy. And there was never a day yeah. where you wouldn't be in the box and you'd be like first or second marker. You'd be marking people like six three, six fours. But then you've got Crouchy looking for the second ball at six foot seven around the back. And then the other yeah. six fivers just hanging about. Like that yeah. that game there, like it's a battle. But yeah. you, you realise very quickly that most teams don't have 11 people ready for a battle. You know what I mean? You have a no. few and... Yeah, Stoke, Stoke away. That's why your Arsenal's, well, Arsenal's and all that lot. Yeah, man, they, 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 they hated that. Oh, even more. So. It was horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible that place. Like you know, it's a system that worked for them. But oh my god, like nah, like family would. Yeah, my family would come to that game, but I'd always say, well, maybe just catch Don't the highlights. Know. Yeah, maybe catch the yeah. highlights afterwards. It's not going to be a classic. You know, mate, I, I, I done my AC joint in my, my collarbone, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On a Tuesday night, snowing in Stoke. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that sums it up. That sums it up. I, a, I was in absolute agony, mate. Like That, that is a fact. And, and for, snowing Tuesday night. For people that hell. think like teams are playing direct now, just just you wait till you see a throw-in come into your box from the halfway line with about six people in there. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's when you know. Huh? Yeah, yeah we, but like what people forget as well he had he had a curly one he could curl it right to left curl it left to right could go high the flat one everything incredible like yeah. i can't do that with he, my feet. he could throw a ball better than better than most people could ping a ball oh, right thousand percent thousand percent yeah but i'm glad mm. that all ended anyway but one final yeah. thing one final question and sorry to keep you for so long i would now like to see or to hear what your five-a-side team would be of the best five-a-side you could make of players you've played with Played with, played with. You mean, you mean when you say played with, you're not including the England boys, though, right? Uh, no, nah, club on, at club level, club club level. Okay, right. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Shit, goalkeepers. They've all been crap. Let's be honest. Uh, goal, <laughs> goalkeeper, Mark, Mark, Mark Schwarzer. Okay, Mark Schwarzer. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, what point? I play one at the back. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Rio. Not for the time that when I when I yeah when I know we played at QPR. I know what you're saying. However many years that I played against him and absolutely seen the absolute Rolls Royce of, of Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Damien Duff. Okay. Because I had an absolute understanding with that guy. Like, you know. Just on the same page, man. Just, I hear you. Just so, so, so good. Um, Yossi Benayou. Yeah, that's a player. Yeah. And again, probably didn't get the best out of him at Queen's Park Rangers, but I'm talking about the time when I was with him at, uh, at Fulham. Again, that connection. Yeah. That understanding. Um, Am I including myself or am I just leaving? Absolutely not including yourself. Get out of your own backside, you. It's uh, not going to happen. And then, and then, and then, I, and then I love Carlos Tevez. <laughs> not too bad, eh? Yeah, as, as, as you know. What's you the know? What's the compliment uh, he gave you? He said you're one of the best to play with or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Put in his book, I think. You know what I mean? He's really? Of, yeah. Bobby Zamora, yeah? Yeah, man. Listen, don't, listen, don't <laughs> doubt me, yeah? You know what I mean? What about, Steve, what about the old Carragher boy, wasn't it? Carragher boy on Sky the other day was like, yeah, you know, one of the toughest defenders, uh, the toughest strikers I've ever played against. I used to hate playing against Bobby Zamora, you know? Like, and no one would think that, but you know, from no, hate playing against From him. knowing you, though, the best thing about that is the fact that you were very good at picking out the weaker of the two centre-backs. So he's... 
So him worrying about you backing into him suggests that he's looked at you and thought you're just food. That's it. Just straight food. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. You know that. Yeah. And yeah. The, well, listen, if you're going to, if you're going to, you might as well, you know what I mean? No. Play to your strengths. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And yeah. I'll tell you what else I loved yeah. as well. I used to go and stand on you quite a bit, right? Nah, barely, mate. <laughs> and the, the best thing about it as well, actually, is um, for you, because I can't let you leave and trying to disrespect me on my show. Like, I think it was at Brighton, uh, they used to sing, uh, when the ball uh, hits your goal, it's not Shearer or Cole, that's Zamora. But I remember, I think it was when I was at Sunderland, when the ball's in Rosette, it's not something or whatever, that's Zamora. It was you. So you've been both, mate. So you you stop bigging yourself up because I've heard people sing the yeah, latter. Yeah, 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 Just yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Just remember that. Yeah, that's when they're losing. That's when they're losing, right? Yeah. That's when yeah. Zamora's just already scored. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. But cool, man. Thank you very much for that. It's great to see your face Pleasure, again. Man. And uh, yeah, and I'm, you, sure, I'm sure people will be reaching out to you on social media to just hammer you for most of the stuff you said there. But, you know, it's all part and parcel, isn't it? Listen, just idea, touching on your social media, yeah, it's all like podcasty sort of stuff. Can you at least just do one muscle up? Put that and post that for me. Just for me, right? I ain't asked for no payment for no podcast. One muscle up. I'm retired. Stick it, on, stick it on your page. I'm retired now. So as of January 1st, you'll see some of that content. How about that? And I'll post some of the stuff you did as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. How about that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Happy days, mate. Happy days. Well, good to speak to you anyway. Cheers, man. Love you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Love you too. Take it easy. Take care, man. Bye. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the big fella. And if you did, be sure to let us know on social media. And also, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future shows. And now, to close. Thanks to Ryan Hale for doing absolutely everything required to make this show possible. Thank you also to Mountain Air Studios here in Draper, Utah for the courtesy. And finally, thank you for listening. Now be sure to stay safe and stay tuned.